This is uh, Monday, the 9th of July, 2012, and this is the audio podcast, show number 63, Audio Adventures. I am uh, Scott Hewitt, and as always, I'm joined by... Samuel Freeman, hello. Hello, Sam, how are you doing? I'm all right, I just noticed that the lower third thing covers my face, but this is the audio podcast. The fact that we broadcast it on YouTube with the Google Plus Hangouty thing is kind of... Neither here nor there, but you know it's nice that it exists. It Hello. does mean you can watch the show live at you know watch the show live at seven p.m. if you want to though. Yeah, London time, which is pretty cool. You can wave to us. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to kind of have it open. We used to let the hangout have let anyone drop in, um, but we found that, that kind of got a bit crazy. So, well, let, so let, let's make it open at the end today. Then, do you, do you feel okay? Yeah, trying, at the end, though, yeah. let's, let's do the show and then let's open oh, it Oh, I see the button. Yeah, I was just wondering where the button was, but there's a little public button there. I'll press that at the end, yeah. yeah. Shall, we, um, shall we do some news first? Some news, you'll say? Yes. Um, Mix, M-I-X-X-X. The most They're, advanced um, free DJ software. That's what they say. And, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I knew this existed, but maybe I did. It's one of them. But anyway, they've got a new version out this week, and that's, um, it's a, which is 1.10.1, um, which is ahead of the forthcoming 1.11, so, which is in beta at the moment. So the current thing that's been released this week is bug fixes, but yeah, there's a new one coming. And this is free open source community projects, DJing software, which runs on Windows, OS X, and Linux. Yeah. It's also cool that it's actually been part of Google's Summer of Code as well for the last couple of yep. years. So there's been some solid development going on with it as well. Um, I've, I've never used this, but um, w when we spotted it uh, this past week, uh, last week when we first spotted it, I actually ran a installation of it onto my Fedora Linux box at the moment and had a little play. And I was quite, yeah, it definitely worked and it was kind of fun and quite intuitive to use. So this is a, definitely a good choice for, you know, if you're wanting to try a tool out, this is a... This is a nice kind of thing to have a look at and, you know, easy to comprehend and quick to get set up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And how did, um, how did your netbook handle it in terms of, did it, you know, was it smooth running? Just about, just about. But I would suspect that that has more to do with the netbook being very under spec than mm. mix, um, mix X being, you know, overly demanding or badly written. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, streaming the audio from, who knows how it's doing that. I'm sure you could find out, look, it's open source and go in. Shall we move on to some other software-y things? Okie dokie, what do you want to go to next? Um, well, next in the list is um, Avid. Avid and their software side of things, but not Pro Tools this time. This is the Sibelius office in the UK is to close. Indeed, so uh, this is the list that you can get uh, online at theaudiopodcast.co.uk um, slash show slash 63, which is today's show, which is cool. Um, so just last week, as we were recording show 62, this, the news broke that Avid had restructured and sold off, um, some of its properties to a company called InMusic. Um, and then a little bit later on in the evening, actually the next day, the news also came out that Avid had actually uh, dismissed, well, had closed the UK office for Sibelius and they've moved that off to a couple of other different places now. Um, not really any official comment that I could find from Avid, but uh, a CDM and Pro Tools expert both kind of ran articles, um, you know, talking over the fact that Sibelius had shut. Um, if we just pause at that point in the story for now, um, I, 
I think Sibelius is horrific anyway, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Avid have kept Sibelius. I, when, when the news broke that it had gone, I was like, well, surely they've sold Sibelius as well, because I just don't, you know. it. Whereas I can understand the argument that says Pro Tools is professional-level software, and I agree, like, Pro Tools is excellent at what it does, and it does it very well. Sibelius is not, in my opinion, isn't in the same kind of league in terms of doing what it does very well. It does what it does, but it doesn't do it in a brilliant way. And I'd like to think if I was a professional music typesetter, I would have another tool available to me rather than Sibelius. Because, yeah. (sighs) He says with horror. but um... (laughs) And yet people do, because it's been around for quite a long time, Sibelius, so people kind of, it does have a people who use it, use it. I guess it's like people get stuck with a, or get locked into, in their minds, locked into a certain DAW. It's the same with this. I know people that use Spalis, even though they don't like it, because even though they don't like it, they know how it works. And Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's that's certainly what happens there, isn't it? And, you know, you know, Sibelius is what it is. So, Sibelius does live on. I guess the for people who are more aware of the history, the Sibelius was actually created in its first instance by this UK office who have been the lead developers on it and the lead supporters of it internally inside Avid. So the fact that this UK, the UK office has closed is quite significant because that was the original kind of birthplace of Sibelius. So mm. it's definitely a sign that it's been, you know, the control's gone elsewhere and whether it's a, you know, obviously it's a business decision and probably being driven by a cost-cutting exercise, but I have my suspicion... Well, I would suspect that a significant number of the British team at the British office probably aren't going to be heading overseas to continue development on it. So it's probably going to see a kind of refresh in terms of people involved with the, you know, with the production of it. But I don't know for certain. I'm just, you know, guessing. Wild speculation. Wild speculating about that kind of thing. Um. (laughs) To get some more to, to get some more detail about this whole kind of avid maneuvers that are going on here, um, um, Avid are a publicly listed company, so you can actually listen to the earnings call and see the slides that were presented to the shareholders as part of the present as part of the announcement of this happening. And you can have a look. And to be honest, it makes sensible read. It, it makes very sensible reading. And as as suspected, Avid basically confirmed that they are looking to leave the low profit, low growth consumer space and head into the professional and focus more on the professional space where they say there's, you know, the drive from standard definition, high definition is happening. And also the fact that consumers are demanding more media in a more accessible way is also beneficial for their growth, for them as a business. And to be honest, I probably agree with all of those kind of remarks, you know, they're there is probably more margin and more profitability and it's more, there's less competition in that kind of high level professional space. So I I think it kind of makes sense that they're doing that. And, you know, it's nice that Pro Tools is, you know, Pro Tools makes sense in that space. It still makes me feel concerned about the future of Pro Tools in the consumer space at that kind of low, low level. And yes, it seems it's a good idea that they've dropped the requirement for, you know, an inbox and it runs on any hardware. But in my mind, that's almost more concerning because they're kind of saying, we're not going to, we're going to let you run it on any hardware you want to. And I can see that being along the lines where development of the kind of, you know, entry kind of level Pro Tools system starts just to stall a little bit and fall behind. And I I don't know. I wonder if we're going to see a more divergence across the kind of Pro Tools platform because of that, maybe. But I, I don't know. I don't know. On the positive side of this story, though, 
Uh, CDM also ran an interview with a guy called David Frederick, who is uh, one of the marketing people for the new, for the company in music. And they talk about uh, where they're going to go with the properties they've bought from Avid and how they're going to direct that. And that's quite interesting. They definitely have some ambition and some ideas for, you know, ideas for growth in there. And at the very bottom of the article, they, they have a kind of historical piece about MIDI man and that kind of stuff. And at the bottom of the article, they dictate that they expect MIDI to be phased out around about 2161, which I thought was a nice little kind of bonus for us all there. I had to actually think about that before realizing it was funny. There you go. <laughs> to be honest, I think, um, actually, this is completely unrelated, but I was reading a, a BBC News article today about uh, long bets and... I do wonder what sort of odds you could get on predicting MIDI will be defunct by 2161. Because uh, How would you define defunct to, to get a bookie to pay out? I mean... Well, I don't know, but, you know, I, I, you know, while I'd like to think MIDI will be dead by 2161, <laughs> will it? <laughs> it's, uh, I'm all for MIDI still. I think that it has its place. In fact, did I mention this on air? No, I didn't. I, um, I was playing with a four-track um, four machine last week, and I synced it up to um, Cubase with a um, PPS2, I think that's what it's called, little sync box, just to see if it still works. It does. It's really easy. Strip some SMPTE onto the um, tape, flick the little switch on the four track machine so that it outputted out of the other thing without, yeah. It's easy, actually. Really easy. I remember it being difficult and hard to do. It's kind of why I did it again. I think it was just that I didn't understand technology then as much as I do now. I get it now that we don't need it anymore. Or do you need it anymore? I don't know. You know? Do you, I, it sometimes intrigues me the way that older technology seems to survive so much longer. And I kind of wonder if that's because of the way it was built so much better. Like, I, I was playing with a, a MIDI Sport 4x4 a couple of days ago, and I was like, this is a really old interface, and a really old MIDI interface. And I had like a PV, like, uh, which I think, like the Fat Boy. I don't know if you remember the Fat Boy which was like yeah. one of the first kind of MIDI controllers. And they both work perfectly well. And I was like, that's kind of cool that they're like 10 years old and both work well. And then you realize they're both made out of solid metal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could probably jack your car up with them and they'd be fine. And then you compare that against like, you know, a, a, like an Oxygen 8 or something, little keyboard, little plastic MIDI keyboard. And you're like, it's, yeah. it's kind of obvious why one of them works 10 years later and the other one, you know, I'm on my second of the plastic keyboards. It's, you know, yeah. Well, little rant there, little rant. <laughs> uh, <sighs> shall we move on again then? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Where have we got to? The, the ongoing um, march of software, as they say. So um, Ableton Live has released another beta, um, eight, the 8.4 beta, and this now includes 64-bit support. Woo! Woo! <laughs> so what does it mean that it's got 64-bit support? Let's do this quickly. Well... 64-bit refers to the actual kind of raw computing architecture, the actual architecture of the CPU running it all. And um, the main thing it means is that you can address more memory. That That's cool. the big thing. Um, how much more memory? Masses. L literally masses and masses of memory. The, the number is so big that it is irrelevant because you can't possibly fit any portion of, any amount of it into your system anyway. So... <laughs> It, it, you know what I mean? At the same point, you do get some processor benefits because you can, you know, 
a lot of the chips nowadays are actually running you've got a lot of the chips are 64-bit chips which are running 32-bit emulation modes on them which is a bit of kind of computer sciencey but essentially means that you're you you're, you're compromising <laughs> the performance of your processor by running the wrong kind of code on top of it so you know there there is a efficiency argument of running 64-bit software on a 60-bit 64-bit 64-bit software on a 64-bit processor that's that's efficient that's and that's a good thing to do for that reason so that's kind of cool. Um, in more in more immediate steps, um, it breaks Max for live. And <laughs> uh, any of your thirty two bit plugins won't work unless they have um, an, an adapter, which is available. Video is also broken, and the bridges as well. But Rewire does work. So this is a beta, though. So and Rewire does work. Oh, that's because Propellerhead had the sixty four bit thing going on. Good for them. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a beta though, so you can obviously run your stable version along and then run the beta version alongside it at the same time. So, you know, I mean, it's it's an opportunity to go look at the new the new sixty four bit version and Max for Live and the bridge and the video will all be fixed for the actual stable release. So, it's you know, I mean, this is like a real beta. It's not like a Google beta where it lives there forever. This is like a you know, some <laughs> things are broken, not everything is finished. Be careful, beta. Which which is fair enough, you know. Yeah, I, th I think that's cool. I, I like that. You know. So should we go from beaters to beats? Nice. Thank you. Um, this is um, it's a native instrument site. So yeah, take it use the load. It's the machine is on sale. They're um, selling it now. This is I don't know how much it was before, but you can now get the machine micro for two hundred and forty nine dollars or the machine for $399. So you can have hardware control of your BT stuff. Nice. <laughs> uh, th those specials are running into August the 31st, uh, 2012. So you've got a bit of time to go grab them as well if you want to. I really dislike, you know, I'm going to use this mouthpiece for a minute. I really dislike the Native Instruments site. It just takes ages to load and it doesn't ever work properly and it's just horrible. Like, I know it looks good. I can understand how it, like, it looks good, but I wish there was just like a version of site that doesn't look good but contains the information in a way that doesn't cause your computer to crash that'd be nice please native instruments please <laughs> and a lot of the um content you have to log in to see and uh, i'm always very disinclined to log in on account of everything taking ages to load and yeah, yeah. <sighs> get it sorted and i get it sorted get it sorted um another kind of uh, heading back again into the software releases from the hardware world um piano tech 4.1 has been released um I'm, I'm not familiar with piano tech but uh it has two additional parameters the tyne noise hammer and the tyne noise damper as well and an update to roadie to version two and you can find out more about that online <laughs> Follow the link. We don't know what it means, but you might. Their website is actually... Now, this is my kind of website here. You've got something that doesn't look very good, but you know what it does have? It loads instantaneously, and it's stable. I like that. I like that website. Native Inst NI guys, check that out. That's what I'd like. Something like that, you know? <laughs> Horrific to look at. Visually horrible, but man, it, it works. It's just so solid. Look it's that. not that bad to look at. I've seen worse. Well, there are worse out there. I'm saying this, you know? <laughs> I just wanted you know to, to give yeah. kind of options there. So going from a piano tech um, into something that, you know into more sound production, sound instruments productiony things, and a story we've actually talked about previously on the audio podcast. Um, the Crowd Choir project, being run by uh, Sonic Couture, has released the Crowd Choir. 
so when we mentioned it in show 44, did you say it was? Yes, it was. Um, that was a long time ago. Or was it? But they were looking for people to send in their voices, and now they've collected those voices, edited it all together, and created a library of contact ESX and live format. So yeah, that's pretty cool. There um, it is. The, all, all of the proce- uh, all of the profits from this are being donated to the Red Cross, which I thought was a cool little a cool little addition there to that as well. Um, and and it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool, you know, kind of yeah. It's, it's kind of I think that's kind of fun um, yeah and apparently it was partially inspired by the 10cc track I'm not in love the the entire project which is which is kind of fun so that's kind of cool I think that's I, I thought it was a, a really interesting project actually when it was announced it was cool and it was fun oh I know what else I was going to mention the fact that this was we mentioned it in show 44 and that okay yeah. and unlike say other content providers such as ITV BBC and various other online providers you can actually listen to all of our shows from show 1 all the way up to today if you want to and you can listen every every single one of them and you can just go click on their page and go listen to them with their show notes so that's pretty cool so you could i i have to confess i didn't go back to listen to show 44 so it could be a turkey i'm saying <laughs> Some some longtime listeners will know that sometimes we sometimes we hit the mark and these shows are golden and other times they're just so bad it's it's horrific. Which is yeah, kind of nice. I, I often don't listen back to the shows when it's been a bad run. I my performances are pretty low at times, but and, and I think forty four was a bit of a ropey one actually, as far as I remember. But Ooh. that's maybe we should have, have like an internal mark, like a kind of scoring scheme that people can like score shows, so they just they can be like. <laughs> very poor well we've in in our um now 63 shows of existence we've changed website three times we're on our third site that's true however all of our content is still left going all the way back so i mean some of the older shows that have been moved across twice are a little bit more messy to look at them but the comment system is there in the current version of the site so the audio podcast.co.uk and you can comment on anything from the past two and uh years it's past 63 shows it's been a long time it's been a long time and it's a long time to go we haven't even made it halfway through the show yet or have we i don't know let's move on to more stuff that is um winnable winnable yeah <laughs> so uh, um, dv247 are advertising a competition for a rode nt2a condenser microphone tell us more they are, sam they are indeed it's um the link from the show notes goes through to the dv247.com announcement of it, but they're going to ask you to go over to Facebook, look at a picture on their Facebook page, and um, answer via email a question about the picture. Ooh. Although I should imagine by now someone will have commented on the picture what the answer to the question is. And since it's a competition, they're giving it away, one away to some lucky winner who has to be in the UK or EU. Then and the, the deadline is the 13th question. of July. That's this Friday, yeah. So yeah. if if you're listening to this after Friday, then you can't enter. And if you're not in the UK, UK or EU, then you can't enter either. And you must be 14 years of age or more. There's no amusing um, terms and conditions on this one, unfortunately. Sometimes, but that's a shame, isn't it? It is. It's fairly, but it is. I think the amusement for me on this competition was the um, kind of roundabout way that you have to go through it. So. You know, I, I'm on the DV247 website, but I have to go over to Facebook and then go to my email client to send a, yeah. To enter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what accessories are included with the Rode NT2-A Studio Solution? Wow. 
that that's the question just in case you if you want to well yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i'll be honest I, i'm i'm not interested in that kind of in that kind of mic at the moment i don't have use for it so i'm i'm not going to be pursuing these this any further I, i've actually closed the link now so what's the next link, Scott? Where are we next? We're on SoftTube. Yeah. Soft, Tell us about that. SoftTube, yeah. So uh, SoftTube have re um, are announcing the release of two uh, plugins available. Um, they're available as AXX, AAX, DSP, RTAS, VST, VST3, and audio units. Rack extensions? Have they? Have no. They? I, oh, no. Maybe. Okay. I, actually, I say no, but that, that just means that I didn't put it in the notes that I wrote. So maybe so. Actually. <laughs> oh, so um, they've released, uh, the two are actually related to each other. There is the Grand Channel, which um, is a kind of channel strip. Um, obviously, their blurb would suggest it's ideal for everything, um, which is almost certainly not the case, but <laughs> does probably indicate that it is useful for some things. Um, interestingly, it actually includes, the Grand Channel actually includes the Equalizer, which is being released as well. So you can actually buy the, equal, the Graphical EQ separately. Graphical EQ, sorry. Yeah, the, the, the EQ separately if you wish or the grand channel itself as well. Um, it, it looks pretty, you know, look, look, looks pretty solid. Um, you've got a leveling amplifier plugin and a passive tube equalizer as well. So there's a couple of, a couple of different kind of features in there. Um, and of course, as you would expect, Sam, my main interest in here is the, uh, is the blurb that surrounds this release. So you may consider this the informative part of the p topic covered. Um, You'll find that it, Sam, it is easy to use with huge sonic range. Huge. Huge. Sonic range. Yep. It gets better. Okay. Extreme, extremely analog behavior. How about that? Ex is it actually analog, this thing? No, no, no. It's a, it's no, a plugin. It's, I'm just it, plugging. Sorry. It, it Can is you tell actually listening carefully? <laughs> it, it, is, it is a software plugin emulation of an existing piece of physical hardware. Well, actually, I've, see, I've been like, I was um, trying to poke around to see whether or not this, these people have anything on the um, propeller head shop. I, anyway, and then when I glanced back to see what you might be reading and looked at the interface, it fooled me into thinking that I was looking at the front of a rack. It actually, they've gone to a lot of effort of making it look very shiny. So, you know, their, their analog, it fooled my eyes just then. I don't know if it would fool my ears, but... <laughs> That's... I'm going to head in... Let, let's head in a different territory for a minute. Okay. I, I was actually discussing this... Um, this plug-in design with uh, with somebody last week and i'm kind of torn as to how i feel about it but you've picked up on something there which i think is quite interesting which is if you make a plug-in which is visually the same as the hardware item they tend to be very easy to use it they tend to be a little bit awkward because it's, it's never much fun trying to move a dial on screen you know like a you know a mm -hmm. rotary dial on screen is really hard work to work with but in terms of the visual information it's actually really nice, whereas the, you know, the the on-screen version of that would probably ideally be a kind of box that you can type a number into, but that isn't as nice or as obvious or as easy to work with. So, I just think it's interesting that you've, you know, that it, you know, that's a kind of cool thing. Maybe, I just can't get over the idea that something would be extreme, ex extremely analog behavior. <laughs> that's that's just awesome. That's on the uh, Summit Grand Channel uh, there, by the way. I wonder if the um. I'm going to just quickly read the blurb on the um, EQF 100 full range equalizer just to see. Which is the one I was looking at, just just for. Yeah. <laughs> the flexibility and smoothness. Nice. That's cool. You know, 
Well, they they've been released. They are available. That's the information that people, you know, that's the sensible part of this story. I hope people enjoy our kind of greater analysis, shall we say, of the of the marketing blurb. I think it's brilliant, and I'd like to encourage these people to continue this. I'm saying it's fantastic. I, I like their text. I find it very exciting. What do you think of their website, Sam? Loaded quick. Looks good. Nice. <laughs> it's got um, pop-up menus when you when you when you um, put your mouse over things, and um, I know on tablets sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. You know when you point at a thing to make to make other links appear. So, but I haven't got a tablet here, so I can't tell you a lot. I'm sure it works perfectly fine. I mean, it's not hard to make those things work. It's just that some websites, it doesn't. Would you say that some websites, when it doesn't work, it's almost like there's a monster invading your tablet? <laughs> if I had the next link ready to go, oh, I have, I've seen this one. Oh, it's, well, monsters. Now, this is something special, Scott. I, I know you like to put in the comedy sample libraries, but this... Oh dear. This is the Sea Monsters sample library from Empty Sea. And the first few the first thirty seconds of the um SoundCloud plugin um demo of this had me laughing so much. It's brilliant. It's so good. It's awesome, <laughs> isn't it? Recorded one nine two K twenty-four bit makes all the difference. I, I like the way that the, the blurb obviously is start start with four original creatures. So I, I like the way that they, you know, they found these sea monsters to start with and, you know, beat them or something. You know, I thought that was, I thought that was fantastic. I, I had visions of like Nessie being holed out of the lock, you know. It's, uh, no. Well, that's from reading it. Did you get that impression from listening to it? Maybe not, maybe not so much. Uh, it's, no. it's kinda cool. I just thought that'd be great. It's like, you know, Nessie kind of camera shy, but when it comes to sample libraries, right in there. Oh yeah, that's, a, that, that's it, it's just cool, isn't it? I'm saying you got to think that you know sample libraries are awesome. Obviously, there is the SoundCloud kind of preview that you can have a listen to and check it out. Um, we're not going to press play. We're not going to do that now because, well, it's just well we'd have to check we were allowed to, and you can press play yourself and listen to them as many times as you wish over and over again if you wanted to. <laughs> Okay, what else is going on? There's more crazy deals from IK. Well, I'll say more. I don't know if I've ever... They suggest they've done them before. This was... Oh, this is... Is this over? Yeah, I think that that's... I think that this thing's been and gone, happened. If you saw it on the webpage, then you could have taken advantage, but I think that the offer ended yesterday. So should we just move straight on? Well, <laughs> that's a good reason to go check out the theaudiopodcast.co.uk because we do blog there every day. There's items there and some of the items make it into a show and quite a few items don't, quite a lot of items don't make it into the show actually now. So mm. yeah. I did, I mean, maybe we should have this conversation off there, but did you add this to the number 63? Because I remember ticking news, but not adding it to the show. Maybe you thought that that was a mistake. Possibly so. Poss that, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, well, here's another one that I added on perhaps the same day, which is Steinberg bias, bi bi bias? Uh, peak crossgrade so if you're a peak user we mentioned the other week that that's been discontinued by bias that's how you say that isn't it yeah yeah, yeah there's a you've typoed the, the title there have i yeah no wonder oh dear but so so <clears throat> peak but, is dead long live wave lab seven <laughs> there we go 
that's it. If you're a Peak user, then um, you can get 50% off WaveLab 7, and this goes for the WaveLab Elements 7 as well. So that's available until the end of October. Awesome stuff. Cool. Uh, Propellerhead are running some producer clinics in the UK. Uh, Leeds, Manchester, and Liverpool, 16th to the 18th of July. So I presume the 17th as well. But I'm just guessing that. Yes. Yeah. There's um. Yeah. Which is cool. That's, yeah. Um... There must be one of those. There's there's four places there. And oh, 16, Chester. 17, 18. Yeah. Chester. Yeah. Well, the link is on the website. Go through. There's going to be a couple of guys there. Um, Gary, Broham, Broma. Bromham, Bromham, Gary Bromham. Producer anyway, he's to a... uh, York and Cheryl Crow. And Matthias Hackstrom, whose name I've tried to say before, but probably haven't got it right yet. But I met that guy, he's nice. And he's, yeah, knows what he's talking about. And they, um, they build these things as kind of get an opportunity to get insight um, into, I don't know, they say something about it being more than just a list of features being presented. I think it's kind of some some tips and tricks from pro users there awesome stuff cool yeah that's pretty cool isn't it i like that I like that there tends to be things like kind of promotions and stuff at these things as well doesn't there like I, I don't know if there is in this case but previous experience of these kind of events leads me to suggest that there tends to be some sort of promotion running of those kind of things yeah here i've, I've clicked on the link so i can tell you now the 16th of july chester 17th of July, Leeds. The 18th of July, Manchester. The 19th of July, Liverpool. There you go. I've, I was full of typos that day, man. Yeah. Because I, yeah, anyway. That's pretty the cool. audio podcast. We do news, but don't believe what we say. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Well, we, we've made it through the news section. It, we've been fairly prompt this today, actually, and I've enjoyed it so far. So that's 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 nice. Um, let's go into the most imaginatively uh, entitled other section. Uh, for those who I are wondering, oh, no. for those who are wondering, the other section there are things that aren't actually news but are relevant to us, but are only really relevant if you actually have any interest in the audio podcast. So that's what makes it other rather than news. I I would suggest. I I, okay. I put this link here, which is just to apologise. But every if you visit our website, theaudiopodcast.co.uk, for some reason. Um, at the top of the at the top of the page, wherever you go, is going to throw up a little thing that tells you you use cookies. We use cookies on the website, and if you press OK, you'll never see it again. And if you say click on the other button, which I think says more info, it'll take you off to a page that gives you a little bit more information. Basically, there's been a, a law's been introduced that says we have to let you know that we use cookies on the website. So um, we use cookies on the website. We use them basically to tell us how many people visit the website and what they look at. Um, it doesn't actually tell us anything about that individual. It just gives us kind of a non, a non kind of statistics of this. So, so that if you were to view our page every day, we wouldn't, our counter wouldn't say that we had seven different people. It would know that it was one person coming seven times. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's cool. correct. Yeah. Um, just as a nice kind of little addition to that, um, it's it, um, the 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 thing that tracks how many people download our podcast via itunes um doesn't use cookies but does the exact same thing without using cookies to a greater degree of accuracy so i just want to point out that this is a you know this is a terrible law and um you know if you want to track what people are doing on your website cookies <clears throat> are actually fairly poor ways of doing it there are far more effective methods than using a cookie to do that job but we're not actually tracking people we obviously don't have any advertising on the site today well right now as of july or whatever or july the 9th so 
you know, there's no advertising on the site up that hasn't been ever to this point. So you don't even worry about us tracking you or doing things like that. We're not really interested in that at the moment. There you go. So cookies, no milk, apologies. There you go. I thought that was nice. Awesome. <laughs> plunder. Um, this is plunder again. Um, a couple of weeks ago, fifty-seven, I think it was. Showed up. No, showed him a fifty-seven. That is. We mentioned the C sixty-four bass guitar, which was um, at the Maker Fair, and there's been a new video of that posted today. So I guess this is kind of news, but I put it in the plunder anyway because it was plunder then and it's plunder now. This is a short video, whereas the last time we linked to a um, live stream recording and. That was, that's kind of hard oh, work. Was it, a, this was is, it a maker fair or something? If I'm correct. Yeah, maker fair. So this is the 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 um the maker of this hacked Commodore 64 with bass guitar combined has given a really nice, quite short demonstration of how it works. And yeah, awesomeness. Check it out. That's cool. I like that. That's cool. The the other item of plunder this week is a slippery chicken. Now I have to confess that I don't really know an awful lot about this other than it flashed by me a couple of days ago and I kind of hit the, yeah, that'd be a plunder item. So I grabbed it, but, um, it is a, it, it's a specialized algorithmic composition software with a cool name because it has a cool name. Um, it's a, it's GPL. So the source code is available. It's available for download online written by a guy called Michael Edwards in common lisp. So the reason I kind of twigged is I'm an Emacs user and hence we spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in lisp. So, um, you know, that was what tweaked on me there. Um, I'm actually going to email the guy and invite him to come on the show because I think it sounds really cool and they are working towards a, a kind of algorithmic album release, which, you know, I was very interested in. So I'm going to email the guy and ask him to invite him to come on the show and hopefully we'll get an interview of him in the next couple of weeks and we'll find out more about it. But, you know, it's a cool piece of plunder. It's some, some software to download and play with. So, well, I like doing that if nobody else does. <laughs> cool. Awesome stuff. Cool. So how are we uh, how are we doing? Oh, that's it. Hey, Wilders. Cool. What? I like that. So we should. Um, <laughs> I I think Sam, we should do the tail of the show, and then if you want to hit the public button, we could hit the public button and see see what happens. Or do you just want? Okay. Yeah. Just wanna yeah. We do that. No, no, that sounds good. Okay. I mean, because then the course. show can end, and we can say hello to. If there's people watching, we can say hi. I don't know if there is. I can't tell. Um, Let, let's do the end I'm going to do the end so it's um, this has been uh, show number 63 audio adventures of the audio podcast I've been uh, Scott Heard I'm Samuel Freeman and goodbye bye